<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. How should the Bills handle Josh Allen and his injury leading into the game with the Panthers? Plus, what needs to change with this team over the last month of the regular season? And the realistic path to the playoffs now that the Bills are at 7-6. and six. That's all coming up on this week's edition of the Buffalo Plus Podcast. Welcome back to the Buffalo Plus Podcast presented by Connors and Ferris. Mike Catalana, Dan Fates. I am Jenna Cottrell. If you enjoy our content, please be sure to like, comment, and most importantly, subscribe. It always helps out our channel. All right, it's week 15 of the NFL season. The Bills coming off back-to-back losses, something we don't see very often. A huge game ahead against the Carolina Panthers. And I say huge because where we're at in this season. Mike, Josh Allen was in a walking boot after the game against the Tampa Bay Bucks. What do you think of his status for Sunday? And what do you make of him kind of nursing his way back from, from an injury? Yeah, it's an injury. It's one that impacts him playing, obviously. I mean, we're talking about a foot of a guy, you know, in every aspect of the things that he does. And we all know the way Allen is, right? He wants to play. He's he stayed on that field when he was banged up. Now, we all know, too, it's a little different after a game or during a game as opposed to a few days later. Mm. I think he's trending towards playing. And if he is available to play, he will play. None of this, will they rest him? Will they give him another week? This is not week six. This is week 15. They desperately need this game against Carolina because they need to win games. So I would say as of Wednesday, when this is being recorded, I think he's got a very good shot to play. But it's also, Dan, one of those things they got to keep an eye on as the week goes along. And I do believe Mitchell Trubisky will get some snaps this week in practice. Yeah, we just heard Josh Allen's Zoom conference on Wednesday. He said, if I can go, I'm going to go. And we know, and he was asked a bunch. Sean kind of dodged the question, just knowing that he's such a competitor. What, you know, is it going to be hard to keep Josh off the field? Josh is like, we. Josh was asked the same question. He's like, yeah, like you're going to have to hold me back from going on the field. Unless this is something major. Again, Sean McDermott has called it a foot sprain. Ian Rappaport, NFL Network, called it mild turf toe. Either way, it's a sprain around the foot. It's a toe or a foot, whatever. But yeah, I just think that this is an absolute, I mean, losing two in a row, going into the final four games of the season where 10 wins probably gets them in. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm not the uh, ESPN playoff simulator right now, but you got to win three out of four and you have three winnable games and that starts with Carolina I don't think you want to put no knock on Mitch Trubisky but I don't think you want to put playoff hopes on his back I get that completely but I also wonder Mike like where we're at in the season the where the Panthers are at where the Bills are at obviously are kind of down different sides even though their records are you know not I guess that that far away but at the same point um do you want to save Allen though like for like I know it's a, it's a it's a toe it's a it's a foot all that but is there any thought to to being extra precautious? Uh, I I don't think so. I, and normally I think you're right. I just think it's so late. And to Dan's point of losing those games, like I we've seen this happen with Josh before. Maybe he had the concussion. He came back within the week, and the thought was, oh, maybe you let him sit a little bit. This is. 
yes, I do believe priority one, if they believed that if they put Josh Allen out there, he could seriously hurt himself, then I, I think at that point they hold back and say, no, I don't think that's the case. Yeah. You're not going to hear them say pain tolerance. Man, do guys in the league get mad if somebody says, and, and of course, Urban Meyer made this mistake earlier this year. He talked what about has, Robinson. Like, yeah, he's yeah. done every mistake. Loser. Yeah, <laughs> where he says it's about pain tolerance. You say that about a player after they perform. Because there's one thing about pain tolerance, if that was the case, that impacts the guy being, look, if he can't step and throw, if he can't move, then it's unfair to have him out there. Plus, Mitchell Trubisky may be a better choice if the guy can't move. I don't think that's what it is. And I don't think you'll hear Sean say that. But to your point about saving him, I think if he can play, he's going to play. And I think that's because of the way Allen is. It's because of the way McDermott is. It's because of the way their circumstances are yeah. after these two losses. Well, Jenna, the, the the Bills are in the playoffs now. Like like, like the playoffs. Yeah, seven spot. Yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, like the playoffs start now. Yeah. Like, like this oh, is the oh. playoffs. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like this isn't, well, you know, you got a game to play with. If they were nine and four, we would be having a different discussion. Yes. They are not. The playoffs start now. Losing the Carolina would end their season. Like, like, like for one way or another. Like, so this thought of like protecting him, if this was elbow problems, even a groin, something like that, like this is going to be something that Josh and the Bills offense will have to deal with the rest of the season. This turf toe, sprain foot isn't going to be 100%. Nobody is 100% right now in the season. Yeah. None of this is going to get fixed until after the season. But to Mike's point, this isn't going to keep him, you know, he, he, he doesn't have a sprained MCL that could get torn or something like, like this is mm-hmm. turf toe is a nagging lingering injury. Yeah. And because of like Mike said, I, I think for all intents and purposes, this, I don't know what that saying is all intents and purposes. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. That's correct. That's okay. Yeah, well done. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. The playoffs start like now. the one Jenna came up with last week that, you the know, devil we, is in the details. Well, that's another one. Yeah. Yeah. What was so, my other one? I don't remember, but it you, was you good. You made up one. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to put that out of the question. Um, okay, well, then. And look, and, and I was going to say, they <laughs> do feel confident in Trubisky. Yeah. To come in and play. But there's no real margin here, right? Yeah. Like, like he hasn't played. He's limited amount of time, you know, taking a couple of snaps. He did run the one in for a touchdown. I think that was against uh, the Texans. Yeah. Um, but he's been very limited. So while they like what they have, and if they need to have him play, I think they have a level of confidence. But I think they have more confidence in a 75% Josh Allen than 100% yeah. Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, that's very fair. I guess I just know how successful the the QB design runs were for Allen against the Bucks and what that meant for the offense and just – I mean, Mike, is there any concern with that? Because when you have Josh out there as a runner, there's always the concern of him getting injured. But with him yeah. having something to deal with now, like, do you think that affects what they do on Sunday? Yeah, I do. I do think it does. I think they will attempt to win this game with Josh more from the pocket. I don't mean that he won't run because he's going to run. Yeah. I mean, Jenna, you had the video. You were on the sidelines. You had him getting hurt in the Tampa game, and he's yeah. you know, he's running out of bounds and gets tackled as he goes out of bounds. You know, I mean, it wasn't like a massive hit. It's just it's just what happens in this league Correct. Yeah. when you get tackled. I don't think it would shut it down. I don't think it'd be like, Josh is never leaving the pocket. If yeah. that was the case, then I don't think he would play. 
but do they maybe not call the, you know, you know, Josh sweeps, the power sweeps with him. I think it's more of him finding his spots, picking and choosing and getting down before he takes a hit. But let me tell you something with an ankle like that, he gets caught in the pocket. If he can't move and gets taken down, it's the same thing. That's when he could, that's when he could get hurt maybe as much or more than when he's running the ball. Right. And I think that's, that's so much the knock that we've always been worried. I've had conversations with other media members being like, Josh is invincible. Like he's either going to get really hurt one of these days, or he's just going to be invincible. I think against new England, he got flipped up, landed. It looked like he landed on his head and he pops up. He's gotten laid out so many times. And and it's always that worry. It's Oh, like running quarterbacks get injured. Like RG three got torn up on awful turf and his knee went two different ways. He never should have played Josh for the most part, even though he has taken big hits, he's gotten up and everything's kind of been fine. Yeah. He's been concussed. Like I, I get that. That's part of the game. But like, the hit that he took in the New England game, he got blindside laid out by Matt Judon in the first half, right before there. Like, that was the biggest shot that he's taken this season. And this thought of like, oh, you can't run Josh because he's going to get injured. The way that he got crumpled, kind of like rolled up on in the Tampa game, like, that could happen to anybody. Yeah. Like, like that could happen to a running back, a wide receiver, a cornerback after an interception. Like, that to me, none of that like scares me away from, from all of those things. But to Jenna's point, you will have to adjust the game plan because you found success. That's what we've said all season. There yeah. has been so much success with Josh running the ball that when he's been their best rusher, and I said before the season, a lot of my hot takes, very wrong. A lot of them. No, most notably, Jacob Hollister, or tight end, <laughs> really swung and missed on that guy, uh, as well as A.J. Epinesa leading the team in sacks. Mm-hmm. 0-2. But Josh Allen has a chance of leading this team in rushing. He's like 20 yards behind Devin Singletary. I think he will lead the team in rushing when it's all said and done. <sighs> That's the only one I got right, though, I think. Yeah, that's all right. Jacob Hollister. Jacob Hollister. You did bite on that one. I said Gabe Davis would have an all-pro season. But he makes some plays. That's why they're hot takes. That's why they're hot takes. But also, well, I mean, quick aside, talking about the offense and what worked for them, like Gabe Davis made some big plays for them down the stretch. He's kind of someone that we've we've seen fade. Cole Beasley, another guy that I thought had a fantastic second half. I mean, you talked about Mike finding something in in that Tampa game, but you know, with Josh wondering what he'll be able to do on the ground, like how nice is it to know that you can have a little confidence in those receivers heading yeah. into Sunday? Um, the receiver room's interesting right now. I mean, you still have Diggs, who's yeah. you know their best player. Yeah, I don't think Sanders is playing. Uh, again, it's early. I, I just don't think so. I think Gabe Davis has been ready and he's made a few plays, made a big one on that fourth down. Yeah. And, you know, what did he say to Josh? He he thanked Josh and faith in him. And I do think they have faith in him. I think Beasley's tough. I think he's a tough dude. Forget all the other stuff and everybody got all worked up about. I'm talking about on the football field. He's not healthy. And he plays, they give him these veteran rest days, a lot of them. He's not that old. Like, he's not practiced a lot. I think he's been dealing with ribs. He's His legs are always banged up, and they got him the ball. It's different this year. It just isn't working the same. But mm-hmm. their wide receiver room's been a little bit compromised now without Sanders. And like I said, I don't think Beasley's 100%. I think Davis is that spark. I really do think he is because I think he can make plays for them. And uh, and I think they're going to start relying on him because they're going to need to over the last month. Yeah, I think Gabe Davis has been a luxury. And, and I think, yeah. you know, Jenna, you guys are both you guys are both very high on him this season. And I was I was the one that was kind of the contrarian being like, 
if they loved Gabe Davis so much, they probably wouldn't have signed Emmanuel Sanders. And look, Sanders has had big moments. He caught two touchdowns in Kansas City. Yeah. He had two touchdowns against Washington, I believe. Like he's had he's had moments and things like that. I'm never going to be one. The, the the word you know what we had on Zoom calls today was a lot of people asking, "Hey, should you have gotten Stephon or uh, Gabe Davis the ball more in the earlier 13 games of the season? Like you can't go back, but would you want to give him the ball more? Like I don't know. Like I, I guess I go back to the, the sense of when we talk about playing time as players or as like us media members asking about players, like coaches see them way more than we ever see them. Like yeah. we all wanted Matt Breida. Oh, get Matt Breida in. Breida hasn't fixed the running game at all. So maybe the bills knew what they had there. Gabe Davis is a great fill in guy. I still don't know if he's ready to take the next step. We will find out more in the next four games. Yeah. But I'm just saying like where people are like, Oh, like where's Gabe Davis been all year. I, I don't know. I'm not that guy that's going to call out who's inactive and who's not active because we're not there at practice. And that's one thing that I won't do. Yeah. I think he's going to be ready. I'm, I'm curious. Yeah. Davis all year. I'm curious that. to see what he will do with his opportunity. We'll put it that way. All right. Well, as we get into it, what needs to change? We now are in week 15. Mike, I mean, the fact that this team is seven and six just still bo- like boggles my mind. Yeah. Uh, and it comes down to both lines of scrimmage. And this has been a constant theme. Uh, they don't get enough pressure with the D line and the offensive line, though they did play better in the second half. And, mm-hmm. and I think they, when I say they found something, they started to play. And I, I think it was in total, like we were wondering, like, what's going to flip the switch with this team? And I think it was a transpiration. I mean, they're down 24 to three against Brady. And then it was like, Screw it. We got to play better. And that second half, both sides of the ball, they were more aggressive. Everybody yeah. talks about them starting to run, right? It's like, you know, it's all after day bowl because they th- didn't throw the ball enough in the New England game, even though they threw it 30 times in that game. So then you start in the first half of the game when, again, they didn't run it at all to the running backs. Josh ran it a couple of times and they were getting beaten up. So did it help? To, to break a couple of runs? Yeah, I do think it was. They handed the ball to running back six times in the second half. You would think, based on the narratives I've seen, that they would be ground and pound in the second half. They had a couple of nice runs from the backs, and the rest of it was Josh running and Josh being Josh in the second half. Got the ball to everybody, had guys over the middle. I mean, they were moving the ball. So what do I want to see? I want to see the offensive line play with a little of that aggressiveness that I think they showed. And certainly defensively, not just the line. They sent Edmonds. They Mm -hmm. sent Milano. I want to see more of that. I don't believe you're a blitzing team, but Dan, sometimes send those guys. You got to Brady. I think they confuse. God, can I say this? I think they confused Brady on a few plays. He was probably like, the Bills are sending pressure. You know? And he wasn't, he certainly wasn't ready. And they had good coverage. And Milano came up with a big sack. So I want to see aggression on both sides of the ball. Yeah, they've been a really good blitzing team. And I mean that in the sense of not when they blitz, like they don't blitz a lot, like Mike said, but when they blitzed in Miami, it worked. Yeah. When, when it's it's almost like they lull teams into this false sense of like, well, they'll never blitz. And then all of a sudden they do it. And it's like the jack in the box pops out. And it's like, what the hell is this thing? Like it, it, it's worked at the right times. 
I would like to see it more because that is the only way they're getting home at the quarterback. The only way. Yeah. Yeah. The only way they're getting in at the quarterback because the four guys, I don't know if Jerry Hughes has played the last three weeks. AJ Epinesa hasn't gotten there. If it's not Ed Oliver getting a little bit of pressure, Mario, Mario Addison's had a couple of sacks, I guess he's the one, but th- mm-hmm. this pass rush has just been non-existent. Sean McDermott was asked about it on Wednesday, was asked if he needs to see more production out of them. And he said, yes, 100%. Yes, absolutely. Big words from Sean McDermott, who pretty much is calling out his D-line because they need something. As for the offensive side, I don't know. Like, play, like Mike said, desperate, frenetic. How about up-tempo? How about panic? Like, that's no, what not panic. Yes, panic. Not yes. panic. I don't yes. like panic. Desperate panic. and panic are different to me. One is a lot. One is a lot more in control. But Josh does well when things get chaotic at times. You know, one thing they shouldn't do is fake punts to Matt Breida. (laughs) I tweeted that that was such a Rex Ryan clumsy. By the way, again, I'm going to vent here. You never fake a punt when there was a decision to be made. Go for it. Don't go for it. Because the the other team's got to be sitting there thinking, watch for the fake. Yeah, Brilliant. Near midfield, fourth and two, fourth and three. Oh, they fake it. On the plus side, they not only, uh, not plus side, but uh, they not only didn't make it, they lost yardage (laughs) on that plus. But on the plus side, it was the first uh, time a running back got the ball in that game. But that is not desperation or panic. That's more panic. That's dumb. That was dumb. That's not panic. That's just dumb. That was dumb. If you're going to go for it there in that circumstance... Put the ball in 17's hands. Correct. And let him try. And if you stop him on fourth down, your best player had the ball, whether it's a pass or a run, so be it. But it, Rita, ugh. It honestly seems silly you saying this because it's like, yeah, of course they should have put the ball in Josh Allen's hands. You know what I mean? Like hindsight, of course, is twenty twenty. But at the same point, it's like you're at fourth and two and you're going to do a fake punt and hand it to Brita. Like, or, or, or try with Matt, the punter, because he's moving in slow motion when he goes to kick the ball. Anyhow, maybe he, the guys on the other side would take a nap in the middle of his delivery, and then he could run for the first down. You know, like a chariots of fire on, a, you know, you know, slow motion running. I, my guess is that's how he would run because that's how he kicks the ball. I thought it was like Mike said, dumb to fake punt, Ugh. and then it was dumber to punt. In the at the end of the third quarter, like that was where again, I want to initiate. It's kind of like when Mike and I have like joked, not joked. We have said that this Bills team is soft, and people are like, "Oh, like they're soft." You have to tell that to their faces. Yeah, I'm not an NFL player. Okay, they yeah. are much tougher than me. I will also say I'm not a coach. I've never coached the NFL. I have never coached at any level of football or play called. But the fact that they punted there was just mind blowingly dumb. Yeah, because especially after you just went for it. So like, it's the overcorrecting. That's the sense of that's the bad panic, Jenna. Where it's like, yes, oh my gosh, yeah. we made a mistake. We'll compound it. We'll make sure we punt it this time. It's like, no. And again, last year, McDermott was so confident in the offense, and they would yeah. just go for it on fourth down. Now he's timid. Now he's now now it's the overly cautious. That's it's where I want to see. Yeah, have the stones and the determination to just go with it and to be like, this is who we are. This is what we need to be. Yes. That was a, that was was a Rex Ryan esque punt in overtime 
No doubt. With three minutes to go. Doug Marone loved it. But Jenna, the other thing, I do think it's different this week because you're going against Cam Newton and PJ Walker. And who knows? The ghost of Sam Darnold, Correct. too, could be playing <laughs> as opposed to going against Tom Brady. Yep. And, 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 you know, he was asked, McDermott was certainly asked about the punt in the press conference. I had somebody call me out here and say, Oh, you, you, you're a tough guy now on the punt. I wanted to ask the question too. It got asked twice in two different ways before I got a question in post game the other day. But Mm -hmm. while I still have immense problems with the punt, it became less of a factor in the immediacy after the game, the bills ended up tying the game had a chance to win it and it went to overtime. So while we look back on it and say, man, that's a bad decision in totality, it was like, (laughs) come back, you tied the game and could have won it. So it became less of an issue in the way the game played out, but they were fortunate that that happened, that they were able to get back in it the way they did going forward, go for it is what I would say to Sean. I mean, I, I agree. Oh, what were you saying now? No, I was going to ask you, Jenna. I thought it was Mike talks about all the passes in the first half, right? They didn't have a single handoff. Mm-hmm. Maybe Dable's playing chess while we're thinking checkers because I think he tired out the Bucks' pass rush because they got to sprint in at Josh Allen so much. It was the, the offensive line was just a turnstile. So they got yeah. tired in the first half. They were probably getting IVs at halftime in oxygen because they were just running wind sprints directly at Josh unblocked. Like it was easy. And the then unblocking the half, part really made it more, uh, more taxing. interesting to fall yeah. behind 24 to three too. That was all part of the plan. <laughs> yep. Like I said, Definitely. maybe, maybe that, that was Dable's plan. Like we'll tire them out in the first half. They'll do all these sprints. And then the second half they'll have, they'll, they won't have the legs. It's like yeah. you guys are too young to know, but it's like Muhammad Ali used to do the rope. Rope dope. He get yeah. against there and let the guy punch himself out. Now you're also realizing that other guy is punching you numerous <laughs> times, but that's the idea, you know, rope a dope, and uh, and it, it worked at least to that point. Dable's yeah. next level, guys. Next yeah, level. Seriously, it's all part of the plan. Well, I will say to your point, Dan. In the second half, the Bucks defense was gassed. Yeah. Like hands on the hips, you could tell that they were. And again, some people say momentum doesn't exist in sports. Like Mike said, that means oh. you've never played sports. Josh Allen said after the game, like momentum is something you can't see but you can feel. Uh, but yeah, you could definitely tell that that yeah. that they were tired out. But all right, we talked. We well, talked about. Well, no, I was going to continue what what you just said there. The Bills were actively running, moving, pass and run blocking but you don't feel as tired when it's working, mm-hmm. exactly. you know, and that is all part of that. You, you just power through it. And it, it's that had to feel great for that offense to look like themselves. I guess, yeah. Dan, would you say maybe in the Kansas city game was the only other time this year, even though they, they blew out bad. T- I'm talking about where they were moving the ball, throwing the at Kansas city defense was so bad at that point of the year that they guys wide open, but that second half to me has been the only time it has felt like I've watched who the Bills were last year in this season. Yeah. And Jenna, I think too, the 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 game in Nashville against the Titans. That that was, you know, while while they faltered some time in the red zone, they haven't yeah. I, I think those probably were the games that you thought the most where it was like, this feels right. Like this yeah. feels who they are, right, Jenna? Yeah. No, I would agree with that. But again, I think 
in that game against the Bucks. Like it wasn't, I don't think it was panic in the second half. I really don't. I think it was pride. A I, like if I were Sean McDermott at halftime, I would have been like, look in the mirror. What are you doing? Cause I think yeah. when you play panicked, you play undisciplined. Like I think about when I panic, maybe not the most disciplined, but if I'm desperate, it's a different type of situation. And look, they're going to be desperate where they're at in the season yep. because I mean, they have four games left, one of which is against the Patriots in Foxborough. But like, like path to the playoff wise, yeah. Like this team did not make it easy on themselves, obviously. But what? How does it have to look? Because they need to pick up wins and they need to do it consistently. Something we've seen this team just struggle with this whole season. So let's go low bar here. They need to beat the Panthers, the Jets, and the Falcons. And I still think it looks like it would work out. You just don't know. It may come down to a tiebreaker. And they're not great on the tiebreakers, but it depends on how these other teams do. Um, you You get the Patriots win. You win out, and it's a different story. And that Patriots game, while right now it feels like Patriots are set, right now they do. They have the division. Let's see where it is at midnight on Saturday. Because if the Patriots lose, Mm -hmm. that, if nothing else for the Bills, there is now a clear path to win the division. Because even though it didn't feel like it after that game and then after the loss, if the Patriots lose to the Colts on Saturday night in Indy, Mm -hmm. which could happen, uh, and the Bills beat the Panthers – it's on for Foxborough, one o'clock game, oh, right day after Christmas. That that's the game you want to win the division. You beat them, then all you have to do is beat Atlanta and the Jets, and you are division champs. You lose it, New England clinches the division, and it's over. So it can come down to that. Plus, New England still has Miami on the road at the end, but you know yeah. who knows how that plays out. But again, their path to me is win the games you have to win, and if you win. The game in Foxborough, no matter what the Patriots do, then 11 wins, you're going to be in the playoffs. So I believe, Dan, the phrase is they control their own destiny. Absolutely. Oh, tons. They absolutely (laughs) control their destiny. But, Jen, I think that's why I think you guys, when you guys were down there in Tampa, that's why, and we kind of started the pod that this way, but just the fact of like that there was a moral victory that like that is who they could be going into the final quarter of this season. And I listened to uh, Trent Dilfer on Ryan Rosillo's podcast, and he talked about um, just the fact of what impressed him most about that game. And first, obviously, it was just Brady being playing incredible as Tom Brady. I mean, he he's the best he's ever played. That you know, um, but just the fact too that Josh Allen, he said, can throw you back into a game, and he said that's the toughest thing as a quarterback to do in the NFL to throw a team back in the game when they know you're going to throw it. When the defenses yeah. are trying to confuse you, when they're going to confuse you with coverage, Josh just took that game over. So if there's nothing less, at least for me, there is more. I feel better after this game than I do after the Saints game yeah. moving forward, yeah. Jenna. Yeah. And, no, and, I mean, I completely agree. And to real quick, to Dan's point, that throwing and it's difficult, and that was without a turnover. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you're against Tom Brady – down 24 to three, and you end up getting that game to overtime. I mean, if you take a step back, the the odds of doing that without turning the ball over from the other team, you know, there was no picks, there's no interceptions. You did it with your offense. You Well, and the defense. I'm saying the defense came up with plays to get it back, but there was no pick six. There was no fumble. And, you know, it was just moving the ball. Yeah. That's why, Jenna, 
it makes those two punting coaching decisions yeah. even worse. And where people yeah. go, like to Mike said, well, what's it matter? just because Josh Allen's heroics erased it and got it tied yeah. doesn't mean it didn't happen. And to me, it, 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 it immediately brought me back, Jenna, to when McDermott benched Tyrod in his first oh. season and the, it blew up in his face and yeah. they won it at the end, thanks to Andy Dalton. Mm -hmm. And people are like, that gets forgotten. It's like the punt didn't happen because they forced overtime. It's like, it yeah. still happened. Yeah. It's like, just because Josh erased it, didn't make it the correct coaching decision. Because like you said, Mike, you needed a turnover. And Tom Brady wasn't going to turn the ball over. Like he just kind of had that thought. So again, I feel better about Josh and the offense. I'm starting to think Sean's panicking a little bit. I, I just, I think, I mean, I think his confidence has been shaken. Sean, like yeah. I, yeah, Sean, yeah. I don't think Allen's, I mean, you look at what he did in terms of Allen. I mean, Sean McDermott said it was incredible, all of those things, but I think where he's been at with some of the decisions he's made this season uh, I think he is a little scared and yeah. like Mike, that is a little scary as you head down the stretch because you need a coach that's going to be calling and staying aggressive, aggressive too, with your best player. And yes. look, Josh is going to make mistakes. It is interesting that the only points they gave up in the second half were after that punt. Yep. And that's when they drove down. Now I will say this, <laughs> let's flip to Sean's side in the whole second half. They have one drive where they get points and they only get three. It is interesting in a way that it was after the punt, right? Because it did punt them down there. They had a long way to go and they end up driving down and kicking the field goal. If there was ever a time that he had faith in his defense, I guess it would have been that. But this is still only in the third quarter and the Bills were down 14 points. It was a bad decision. I think it is. And I, and I think the fact that he made it twice makes it worse. The fake was bad and the punt was bad. I think. Now at seven and six, put your faith in 17. I keep saying this, put it in 17. And you know what? If you got stopped there, they're going to kick, they end up with a field goal. All you did was give them another four and a half minutes of the clock that they took down. Mm -hmm. I would have just, I would have gone for it in that case. And I hope he thinks that way going forward, especially when you're talking about going against whatever this two headed, three headed mess that the Panthers are at quarterback, the Jets with the kid at quarterback. And, and in fairness to Matt Ryan, that's coming to an end down there too. So yeah. uh, I think in those cases, and, and be honest, even against Mac Jones. Okay. We're talking about Mac Jones, not Tom Brady. Be yeah. more aggressive with your offense. Mm. I'm still having nightmares about that punt. Like I was in the <laughs> middle, like Jenna, it's, it's funny. Cause you were, you're on the sidelines. It's very tough to tweet like while you're shooting highlights yeah. and running up and on the sidelines yeah. and you shot an amazing second half, like Thank just you, so good. The highlights that we have of the low angle field angle are incredible, but I was in the oh. middle of tweeting on second down. This is four down territory. Like, like I was like in the middle of like typing it and all of a sudden they're like, and they're going to sit, they're going to punt as Matt. And I'm like, I couldn't even send the tweet out, but that, that, that like, there's no way you punt here. And they did. And again, Moving forward, it just makes you question, Mike, like you said, your back is not against the wall, but as I was saying before, like this is playoff time. Like you, you, you have oh. no, there is no more room for air. And so I think if you go down and the ship goes down, I want the ship to go down on 17's legs, arms, and shoulders. Oh, and your back is against the wall. They can't lose. I mean, we're saying mm. this, we're just giving them three wins of these four games to that, say, in this case, this yeah. team hasn't <laughs> Jenna, shown just, that. Jenna that just almost jumped out of her seat. Well, on the that's plus what side, me. those games are at home against these teams. And I will say this. 
I got a sense today. Uh, we had a podcast or an interview with uh, John Ellis from Charlotte. I got a sense from him today that this is one of those teams they're facing this week. It's late in the year. It's a little self-preservation. These are my words, not his. A little self-preservation on the Panthers' side as the season closes out. I mean, this does happen in the NFL in December and January where teams are out of it yeah. and guys are kind of looking sure. out for themselves a little bit. I think you may see that from the Jets, you know, on the road. I think you may see that from the Falcons in the cold, leaving Atlanta, coming up here to play. But your back's against the wall. There's no question. You, you can't slip up again, and you might have to sweep in order to make the playoffs. So, yep, it's against the wall. That's what makes me so nervous, though, is because this team has struggled to beat other teams. Like, I know that sounds stupid saying that, but, like, even Jacksonville, you could have said uh, – but and look, that was that was that was in that November. Was um, I I just feel like sorry, I was hearing an echo for a second. Um, I I just worry because look, you're right. This team's back is against the wall. High stakes. They need to win. But I'm curious how they will deal with that pressure because that is a lot of pressure and there's a lot of expectations. There always has been a lot of expectations on this team. And with things not going their way, I'm I'm curious to see how it will go. Yeah. I'm I'm encouraged because of how the second half against the Bucks went, but I am, if I'm being honest, like the the I'm I'm worried about their ability to to string together that many wins yeah. this season because they haven't showed the ability to do that. You're right, and that Jags game, I think you know when I retire 20 years from now, and then you two take over, um, we're still going to be talking about. <laughs> by the way, how did the 2021 Bills lose to the Jags? Yeah. With that urban idiot coaching Ugh. in Jacksonville, makes me sick. the least equipped guy to coach an NFL team I've seen since Steve Spurrier came to the Washington at the time Redskins out of Florida. Uh, it's that's I cannot believe that loss. And that's the loss that took away whatever room they have left. By the way, I said 20 years, maybe 19. What do you think? At that point, Buffalo plus will have like a million subscribers. And at yeah. that point, I'll have a new car. <laughs> no, nope. The million the subscribers is much more likely to happen than a new car for Jenna. We're going to celebrate when I get a new car on this podcast. We I'm not going to hold my breath. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't either. You would definitely die. <laughs> but no, um, 19 years. Okay, Mike. Very. Yeah. Uh, well, it might very... be less than that. This season's taken a lot out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's taking a lot out of Bills fans. Did you see tickets yeah. for the game on Sunday? Some seats were like $11, $15. I can see that happening. First of all, they're sitting outside. It's cold. Like, that's the part where it comes in. By the way, also to some fans, I get the during game frustration. At halftime, I was getting messages. McDermott's lost the team. He, when are they going to fire him? Get rid of Day Bowl. You know, it's not happening. I don't yeah. know about yeah. the Day Bowl McDermott dynamic. Uh, we'll see by the time the season comes to an end. Sean McDermott's not going anywhere. Brandon Bean's not going anywhere. Settle yeah. down. You've had a team that is w still one of the best organizations in the NFL that's going through a rough patch. This is when you depend on these guys to fix it. They're not yeah. going anywhere. We always talked about how the expectations have changed for Josh Allen and people being like, why are you still critiquing Josh Allen? <laughs> like he's Josh Allen last year was incredible. Like lay off him. The guy can't do any wrong. It's the same thing. The guy makes one bad play or one punting decision, which is a very bad punting decision. I'm not <laughs> trying to like get away from that, but it's like, guy can't coach. It's like, yeah. really? Like, okay. Yeah. 
uh, again, and that's why they always talk about like staying on script and, you know, teams have these 15 plays that they like to run on first and second down, you know, within 10 yards and they go on script. And I've listened to some podcasts where Dilfer's explained like why it's so tough to stay on script, where if a team says the plan is we're going to run the ball and then they go three and out with three runs, you know, runs. And then teams are like, well, why don't you stick with it? Then they throw it a bunch of times. Like, cause it's emotional. Like, cause yeah. being on an NFL sideline is not easy. You, all of you guys, all you viewers, and ladies on Twitter during the game, you're like, this guy stinks. And then and then later it's like the most amazing comeback ever. It's like everybody's emotional at these games. Jenna, yeah. Is there anything better than Dan's impersonation of fans? <laughs> I was gonna say, ladies. Let me tell you something. But nobody uses caps lock as much as you do. <laughs> I am a caps lock freak. The king of the caps lock. No, I mean, I get you right. There are so many emotions that go into it. And it's frustrating, especially when you see like that first half, you're like this, what, like, what is going on with this Bills team? There's so confidence. much better than this. The frustrations that come with it. Yeah. And it's confidence, right? Mike yeah. died. Confidence yep. is a hell of a drug. Yeah. Right it now, is. Sean McDermott doesn't trust his gut, obviously with a fourth down fake yeah. punt. And then a fourth, like neither of those are Sean McDermott. Those are not the coach that has what I had always said, like, He's a defensive-minded guy. We knew he took the job as that, but he evolved into this yeah. guy that was with the times, almost analytically too. Like you know, he taught game management, all of those things. He learned how to change with the NFL, and it just kind of seems like he's taken that step back of timidness. Which, guess what, is understandable considering what has happened this year. Every yeah. single break that could have gone wrong, or every flag that they haven't gotten, a lot of them have gone against them. Like that's yeah. just the way that it is, well, and that yeah. happens. Don't you know? Trust your own process. Stick mm -hmm. with it. This team needs that. They need that from the coach. And you know what? Sometimes, Jenna, it's not going to work. You're yeah. Gonna go for it. You're going to get burned. Okay. What does the defense say if the offense gives the ball up like that? Our job is to keep them out of the end zone. Our job is to don't allow on points, right? Mm -hmm. Teams, yeah. I think that that helps a little bit. I think, I think we may see that more going through the end of the year. I, I hope McDermott's the kind of guy that sits back afterward and goes – that was a mistake. I should have trusted my guys more. I, I do think he's self-critical, and yeah. I do think he looks at it. I hope he gets back to what Dan said he evolved into because I think that'll help this team get that spark. If there is a spark left, this is the time to see it. Yeah, no, I agree. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, the Bills hosting the Panthers coming up this weekend. We're actually having a special show, our, our show tomorrow, which is Thursday. Mike, you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, it's our Buffalo Plus live show. Again, your comments, your takes. You can vent to us whatever you want, what you think you'll see, what you want to see. I know a lot of you have lost faith, you know, because it's been that kind of year. But but go ahead and uh, and join us 7 o'clock here on the Buffalo Plus YouTube channel. And I've got the podcast or the interview with John Ellis. Uh, by the way, interesting thoughts he has about the way McDermott and Bean are perceived down there. Hmm. Uh it's, oh, that's a good tease. That's a yeah, good tease. Yeah. And the biz. the biz. And by the way, he's, he gets into the nitty gritty of what the Panthers will try to do, what he thinks the Bills can do against the Panthers. So if you want to really be prepared to watch the game, check that out with John Ellis, what they're saying in Charlotte. Awesome. All right. Perfect. Thank you so much. All right. Like, for Mike. Subscribe. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Thank you. Yep. Yep. Dan <laughs> didn't Dan. punt there. Dan went for it right then. <laughs> false start <laughs> well how many times have i interrupted you at the beginning of the shows because i'm the jerk so it's like all right that's all right i'm used to it um all right for mike and dan 
I'm Jenna. Thank you for listening. Uh, please be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And I know we talk about subscribing so much, but it really does a lot for our channel. We're at 11,005 something. We, we just want to keep growing as much as possible. So we always appreciate all the love and support. Um, and yeah, that about wraps it up. We'll have plenty more content coming up. Thanks for watching on the Buffalo Plus YouTube channel. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.